Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Brown here. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Coming at you live, Pulp MX Show, episode 118. Not exactly live, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm alive right now. You guys are live listening. Just, uh, you know, not re- not, not live. Uh, not streaming live. But, um, yeah, man, uh, episode 118. Got a good show tonight. Um, a little stressed out. Moved stuff around the studio. Things weren't working right, quite right. So everything's a little bit rushed tonight. Hopefully it sounds okay. Um Torque One, the, the title sponsor, as always, very proud to have those guys on board. If you need hard parts like handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, grips, um, John at Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry. Best parts you can buy, great prices. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hit them up, TorqueOneRacing.com. Shock socks for uh, your fork seal protection, MX Girl designs for your graphic needs, Allsport Dynamics, wrist braces, Mad Jack Synthetics for Amsoil. Fly Racing for all your riding gear, flyracing.com. Power Band Racing, if you use WP Suspension, they are an authorized service center. They are killing it right now. Uh, a lot of our listeners are using them. We appreciate that. Works Wheels and Mods for your Cerakoting motor work. Uh, he does suspension. Uh, if you're not using WP, he can take care of you. Uh, that's Brett at hoop2814 at gmail.com or hit him up on Instagram at Works Wheels and Mods. Extreme colors for your helmet painting. I've got one being painted as we speak. Hopefully, it uh, should be done sometime next week, and I can show you guys. Of course, it has a Star Wars theme. It's going to kick ass. Uh, and Kyle Tucker with Keller Williams Key Partners. Uh, if you guys are looking for any real estate, have any real estate needs, buying and selling a home, Kyle wants to help you out, 913-744-4790, or email him at kyletucker at kw.com. Uh, last week, we announced a giveaway from him. He, he's going to give away two FMF shir- shirts to some of our listeners. Uh, and weir- weirdly, like nobody responded. So I, I don't know what's going on. Um, man, I mean, I'd love to have a brand new FMF shirt. He, he's a moto guy. He's, he's given, trying to help out with real estate if you have any help, need any help. And he's given lots of prizes and cool things away, man. So hit him up at, for the FMF t-shirts. I'm going to tell you how. Uh, what you need to do here in just a little bit, but yeah, I want you guys, you got to support him, man. Uh, he's supporting us and making things happen and we appreciate it. So we've got to give that love back. Um, Seattle is over. It was not a mutter like we expected, or at least like I expected. It was actually a beautiful day. Out, it looked like, um, truck was pretty hard packed. A lot of crazy stuff happened to that race. Uh, you know, the, the finish with Marvin and 
you know, jumping on the red flag on lap one and the penalty that finally came later that evening. All this has been talked about already. The injuries, Chad Reed, Justin Brayton, Kyle Chisholm, um, gosh, share what's, uh, Gage share pretty bad injuries. Still haven't heard a, much of an update on him. A lot of crazy stuff. We're not going to cover that too much. It's already been covered. Uh, we do have Zach Osborne on tonight, Brett Hooper with works wheels and mods, Red Bull KTM's, uh, future star Pierce, Pierce Brown. And then we've got Evan Blair, who's going to be racing KTM juniors and Supercross futures this Sunday at Houston. We're going to have him on later on at the end of the show. Uh, try to get JT Cooley on discuss this weekend a little bit here in, in a few minutes, maybe at the end of the show. Cause I am running late. Uh, so anyway, take a quick break and we'll be back. JT Cooley is on the line with me. He is, uh, he's on the road, hot shotting TJ DJ TJ is in West Texas doing his job. So I'm in studio alone, but I want to get JT on to, uh, just do a little bit of discussion on Seattle. Most of it's already been discussed on all the other shows. Uh, JT, what'd you think of the race overall? Man, I thought the track was awesome, man. Uh, been waiting a long time to see a Seattle that wasn't mud. Yeah. Everybody's been waiting a long time for that. For sure. um, Yeah. I hate to see Chad and Brayton and Chiz go down. I, I saw uh, Dan Truman posted earlier today that Chad was going to try to race the last round. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I don't know, man. He's got some pretty yeah, significant injuries. injuries. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he might be mentally thinking that. I'd be, I mean, I'm not going to say he won't, but that I can't imagine. I couldn't see myself being back on a bike in four weeks with all that. But. Right. Yeah. And um, Chiz texted me today because I, I actually had sent him a text checking on him. And he said he was, or maybe it was yesterday. But anyway, he just said he was sore and he was going to see how the week goes. But he thinks he'll be okay. He thinks it's just a bruise. Nice. Yeah. So, but he, he got out of that easy. You know, I mean, honestly, though, nobody's talking about too much is uh, Gage Scherer. Is that his name, Scherer? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, uh, and what, I don't remember what rider it was, post, like, he had quite a bit of injuries himself. Yeah, internal uh, stuff like internal bleeding, lacerated yeah. liver, lacerated something and else. I, I didn't see that wreck. Um, I just, and, you know, obviously they raced like the race, and I never did see what happened really. Yeah, I think he got landed on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'd have to go back oh, and watch it all, but um, yeah, it's, it sucks though, dude. I mean, it sounds, you know, like we're talking about Chad and um Brayton and Chiz but I think Gage got the worst of anything I mean if he's got internal injuries um he's in ICU that's that's not good no it's not so uh yeah best wishes to all those guys um but it does mean that uh MCR it sounds like is gonna come back with Alessi and um why is my mind blanking did you listen to Pulp last night yes Ben Ben is moving over uh I should I texted Ben about that already so yeah very very excited for him yeah, I'm glad to see him finally. I know he's got a good deal where he's at, but what he's going to is, you know, you know, work suspension and motors. Sure, yeah. So. Probably a little more income, you know, yeah, so. Oh, I'm sure. Good for Ben, man. I'm I'm definitely excited for that. Um so your thoughts on the penalty. Um your thoughts on the penalty and your thoughts on what the actual rule says. I mean, he jumped on the red flag, so I mean, you know, I figured or you know, you knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um Seven points is a lot of points. Yeah. Um, I know I heard on one of the, I think it was the wrap-up show, that it's really, you know, it's kind of worse than what the penalty used to be of them stripping the win and, you know, giving him, I think it was two places or, you know, he would have been, five, it would have only been five points if it would have been the old way, you know. Oh, Seven yeah. points is, is a lot. 
Yeah, it's a lot. Um, you know, I definitely, I, I don't know that I like the rule that um, you don't lose a position, to be honest. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've kind of heard both. I listen to main event. I listen to Pulp. There, everybody, some people think it's fine. Some people uh, disagree with it. I don't know, man. I, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I don't know what you could do to make it right because every situation is yeah, mean, a little different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he did. I mean, I know he's, I don't think he said it. I'm, I'm losing you, JT. Right. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. You know, I don't know. I know he didn't, he said he didn't, I know he didn't say he didn't say the flag, but, you know, like, what was he thinking? I mean, it's blatant obvious that there's people laying all over the place. Yeah. Like, you can't just, you know, skinny can't do a complete stop. Right, right. Did, did you, did you say that, Marvin said he didn't see it. No, he didn't say like he did. He said he saw it, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I thought. That's what I I heard. Like what? How do you? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think he just had a situation. Yeah, I I think he just had a brain fart. Really, I mean, it's like yeah, but which you know that's whatever. I mean, but I just like I don't know. I feel like with that. With that error, like for I do feel like Kenny should have been the winner. I I feel like they should have docked yeah. him a position. I I don't and, know. Maybe that's wrong too. You know, it, it because I I don't like the fact that if you're leading and there's a red flag, you could intentionally just go ahead if you wanted to, if you were thinking that way, and make sure you get a 15, 20 second gap. I don't like that. Yeah, but all they're gonna dock you is you know if you win the third place points and then minus two more yeah you lose seven points i mean but you and they, i mean they stripped the the winning from the from the ama which you know is only 12 grand right right but you know I, I don't know how kate you know how his team bonuses and stuff how that would be affected but you know i mean if they are not affected you know he still made a couple hundred thousand dollars oh sure sure the race. i mean so, i don't think he cares about 12 grand no, I doubt it. You know, and he is in the championship hunt, so those seven points are very yeah. um, detrimental, or could be detrimental. Um, so, uh, in his position, they will be. Yeah, in his position, that was probably a very harsh penalty. But I, I, I just feel like, I feel like Kenny and the guys in second and third should have gained a little something, not just Marvin losing something for some reason. I don't, and that's that might yeah, be the wrong I mean, way. I, I mean, because you know. Kenny and Eli rode a great race, but, you know, they didn't get any advantage out of him jumping on the red flag. Yeah, that's kind of my point, is I feel like they should have got some kind of advantage out of him breaking that rule, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's just the, the way I feel. Right. So, yeah, uh, you know, I kinda, I'm kind of with you on that. But. Yeah. What did you think about Dylan getting a win finally? Man, I was awful. Uh, I'm glad he finally got one. I thought Me he too. was going to do it last year, but. Yeah, he had his injury. He, he decided he wanted to eat the handlebars. <laughs> so um, I'm glad he finally got him on it. You know, Adam rode great too. You know, absolutely. And I don't think you know, you know, Adam's got a little bit of a point lead. I don't think he was you know pushed to his full ability. Yeah, but well, that take none away from Dylan. You know, he rode a great race. That that whoop section or whoop section gnarly. was man just giving gnarly. people fits. <laughs> So um, I watched uh, Chris Blows go through it during practice, and there's, he was moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh what? Grant looked good at him, you know, for a while. And then, <laughs> Until that the LCQ. Yeah. 
Dude, he he went through there. What it right now? Wasn't it three Uh, laps in a row? (laughs) I keep interrupting. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Grant ruined my fantasy along with Durant. Yeah. I dropped from 30th overall to 97. I'm pretty upset about it. I don't feel bad for you. I know you don't. I uh. Downward spiral here lately. Yeah, I I dropped Grant, but I kept Jurek. Um, but I still got a pretty good score. But Grant, man, in the LCQ, like almost crashed two laps in a row in the whoops, and then he finally did crash. Like he could not get through those. Nope. And I guess that's what happens when you don't run super cross. Yeah. Two days before you, and I I should have known better, but I was <laughs> in a different different. Uh, State of mind Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, hey, before I let you go, we got to get to uh, the guests, but um, yeah. Houston's this weekend, man. You're coming down, uh, Triple Crown. Yep. It'd be my first time. I've to- never been to one. Me either. Yeah. So, we're, this ought to be fun, huh? I'm pretty excited, yeah. Well, cool. I guess um, I will. I, you'll be there Friday? Um, be Friday night. Uh, okay. Late. I guess I'll be in uh, sometime Friday and then. Uh, wait on Taylor to get off, and then we'll head down. So. Gotcha. Well, give me a holler when you get down there. Uh, I'll be with Hal. Yeah, grab dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll be staying with Hal, and I don't know what the plans are right now, but give me a holler, man. Cool. That's good. All right, JT. Talk to you soon, buddy. Be safe. We are back and on the line with me, brought to you by Works Wheels and Mods. For all your motor work, Cerakoting, uh, anything you need like that to make your bike look trick, just like the factory bikes, hit up Brett Hooper with Works Wheels and Mods. Brett at uh, Hooper at hoop2814 at gmail.com. On the line with me is Mr. Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Not much, man. How's it going? Going good. Going good. Uh, like I said, I apologize for not getting back with you earlier today. Um, but uh, so I just want to get with you, man. You've been back for a few rounds. Um, you seem like you're you're starting to feel yourself again. It looks like qualified eighth, finished eighth at uh, Seattle. But man, you're you're putting in some fast laps. Uh, I don't think you're far from a podium. Yeah, it's nice to kind of finally get some uh, some race trim back and just kind of feel like myself again at the races. It's uh, been a build a huge building process. Um, maybe lost a little bit more than I anticipated with the. Uh, injury in december and whatnot but um all in all it's been uh been pretty good to be back at the races and just trying to yeah find some uh some better results finally got a whole shot this weekend <laughs> led for a straightaway so um it's the small things you just gotta keep building yeah what are you taking away i mean look you know everybody's you've been in the 250s for a long time you're a veteran you bit you you know raced the gps but when you move to the 450s uh, in Supercross, it's more rounds. Uh, everybody is just a little bit a step up, maybe from the 250 class. Is there anything that's really surprising you? Um, surprising, no. Uh, I mean, just the level of everyone this year, I think, is is a surprise to everyone. I mean, uh, yeah. it's so cool. You can be first or you can be 14th, and um, that that's decided by, like, one second, you know? So, right. It's just a, a really tight year, and um, everyone's on a, on a really high level. And I think it just kind of uh, volumes of where we're at as a sport and um, as a group of athletes. Yeah. What did you think about the track this weekend? I think going in, I certainly expected rain and mud. I think that was what the forecast was calling. But then the track ended up being it was a beautiful day, 
but kind of dry, slick, big whoops. That's the talk. Uh, everybody's decided to jump through them by the end of the night. Um, what, what did you think about the track overall? The track was sick. Um, actually, yeah, same same for me as you. Uh, I was expecting it to be at least soft. You know, we were checking the weather every day, five times a day, whatever, <laughs> uh, leading up to it. And, and, like, the rain lessening, lessening, lessening. And, um, I, I mean, I expected it to be soft, of course. I didn't expect it to be hard packed. I yeah, mean, it was. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't a rut out there really. Uh, the whoops held together really good, and um, obviously those two two ways that you quad through the lane were both pretty gnarly. I felt the one that that into the corner was a little more gnarly just because the consequence was super high. But um, yeah, all in all, a great track. The best track I've ridden since I've been back for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I I was very you know I kind of went into the day. Um, I, I wasn't really that excited about watching race day live, which I usually try to do when I'm home. And I was piddling around the shop. I was like, man, it's going to be a mutter. It's not going to be that exciting. You know, they're probably going to cancel practice. And then when I turned it on, I was surprised. And it really excited me. It kind of re re excited me because I was not that fired up about the race. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. And for the fans there, I think it's first time in a couple of years, probably they've had a good, a good race to watch, like not good for race, sure. but a good, they good deserve- weather. Yeah, they deserve that. I mean, uh, it was, <laughs> Sunny and 65 all day long and yeah. uh you know we, we wore jackets for the parade lap but that was probably just because they're a bunch of softies but <laughs> i mean other than that it was uh it was awesome yeah how's that shoulder feeling are you noticing anything anymore i mean because like you said you, you you maybe took a little took a little more out of you than you expected uh collarbones shoulders man they 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 take a lot of strength away from you when you injure one for sure um i feel like um man like this week maybe the end of last week is the first week where I've been like, okay, like this doesn't bother me anymore. And, um, you know, kind of had full strength that I would say that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a, a long process of getting back to a hundred percent and, um, being able to really hone in on things, um, that I need to work on or, um, whether it's in the gym or whatever, just being able to complete everything that I need to do. Um, it's, it's just now kind of back to where it was. Well, that's good. Like, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see you continue to improve and, uh, you know, get a little more 450 supercross experience. Not that you probably really need the experience, but then the outdoors are coming and, uh, man, I, I'm really, I'm starting to get fired up. That's not that far away. Uh, you know, halfway through supercross, a little over halfway and I'm already starting to think about outdoors, but, um, when do you start prepping for that? Oh, actually our first day was yesterday. Okay. I'm uh, equally as excited as you are to just kind of get a clean slate and not yeah. be behind the eight ball every weekend. But um, yeah, that was uh, yesterday was a really good start to to what I feel is going to be a good outdoor season. And um, I, I enjoy outdoors. I I like the racing. Um, and I like all the tracks that we have on the schedule now. Um, I'm you know Paul is a question mark for everyone, but I think it'll be fine. Uh, other than that, I think all the tracks are super solid and um, looking forward to a good summer. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it sounds like I don't know if it's an official uh, deal yet, but it sounds like your team's going to have three guys under the tent, three major guys under the tent. If Dino stays and uh, J.A. comes back, it's going to be a powerhouse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I I heard that also, so I would say that it's going to happen. But um, for me, I'm just, you know, focusing on myself and trying to do the best I can. Yeah, for sure. Um, so 
at Seattle, there was some controversy there at the end. Um, you know, I, I, you train out there with Marvin, I believe. Um, was there any, did you guys discuss that at all? Or, I mean, just, you know, was he surprised at how it went down? Any, any thoughts? Um, no, I, I, I haven't even seen Marv since then. Uh, okay. he went back to California this week, um, for some outdoor testing. So, um, I mean, I, I don't think there was much to discuss, you know, yeah. uh, he, he did it. He knew he did it. And, um, they, you know, the rules, the rules. So yeah. it was, uh, pretty straightforward actually. Yeah. As a rider though, what do you think about that rule that, you know, if you're leading and you jump on a red cross flag, you really, you know, you, you just lose some points basically. So, you know, basically if you're leading and there's a red cross, it's almost like, well, I might as well just go for it. Cause I'm not going to lose a position anyway. I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think that's a good rule? Or do you think it should be adjusted? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've never been on either side of it. Yeah. So I really don't know. Um, I mean, I know the difference between uh, first and second and bonus money is um, <laughs> tremendous. Sure. So, uh, I mean, I think that that's good um, to, to still get credit for the win. Okay. Um, one thing that I don't quite understand is exactly when you are past said incident, you know. Um, even further back in the pack, some of the guys were taken off on the jump that Chad was, like, laying on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of. Right. So, I, you know, that's one question I probably will we'll bring up at the riders meeting, uh, this weekend. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that they're in a situation like that. There should be really any judgment call. So maybe, maybe there needs to be a little bit of a change to that as, to, you know, if there's a red cross flag down, down rider in a section, you know, you, you roll the whole section or yeah, whatever yeah. the case. Something, something black and white, which I mean, look, it's, it's not uncommon to be uh, a little bit vague on the rules in, in our sport, it seems like. Unfortunately, um, Steve talks about it a lot, and he's not wrong. Uh, uh, you know, there, there's some things that need to be fixed, but it's been this way for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, th- they are definitely working better with the riders, though, I feel like. Good. And uh, Mike Pelletier has made a big difference with that, and um, I think that they're, they're coming around. Yeah, I know since... Um, Tyler Bowers kind of got involved. Are they are they still doing those like weekly meetings? I I'm not actually positive about okay. that, but I believe so. Yeah, that's good. I mean, really, there you know, there's been talk over the years of uh, a riders union or whatever. But really, it seems to me as long as there's communication between AMA, FIM, and the riders, if there's a group of riders that can go in and talk, as long as they keep that open, that's a positive, and hopefully, it will continue to prove because it seems like they really do want to make, you know, improve it. Right. Yeah. I don't think we need a union by any means. I I don't think that that's, that's the word. Um, but sometimes we do need representation. Yes. Um, whether, you know, it's, it's a, a person from the sport, a person outside the sport, whatever it is, just a, a carrier from the riders to the promoter or to, um, to the AMA, uh, whatever it is. I, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, eventually something like that will happen. It just needs to be uh, kind of set in stone beforehand, and I think people would catch on pretty quick. Absolutely. Um, I want. Hey, your podcast has been going really well, shifting gears. Um, how do you like it so far? Do you like it as? Do you, what do you think of it? You know, now that you're a few, like what, three or four in? Uh, actually, five in. Um, going to record the six on Friday, so um, I, I'm enjoying it, dude. Uh, at first, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, just not quite as natural as I'd like to be, but the more that I do, um, the 
the more guests I get on. Um, Martin was my last guest. He was a great interview. Mm-hmm. He was really easy to talk to and uh, um, has a, a long story that that's easy to talk about. So that makes it a little bit easier as a host. So um, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I have fun with it. Um, got a couple big bigger names uh, even than than the guys I've had on so far wow. coming up in the next week so i'm really stoked yeah i really enjoy it you know i mean look i listen to a lot of the podcasts out there of course we we're doing one now um but i really enjoy yours because you the fact that you're a current writer talking to your peers and i think that your guests seem to trust you a little bit more than maybe like they don't know me that well or you know steve and daniel blair well daniel doesn't really have writers on very much but steve's you know the media and sometimes guys kind of keep things close the writers keep things to themselves but with you it seems like they're opening up your buddies uh especially the martine one man that was i I could tell you guys were you know had a little bit of a friendship a bond and it was really cool i like the way yours is going thank you i appreciate that that's that's kind of the point you know i'm not so interested in uh you know current events or how race went over the weekend or whatever i'm more interested in the story uh behind them you know, where they came from, what they are into, um, you know, just life in general. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the golf show Faraday with, uh, David Faraday. Mm-mm. He's, a an ex golfer, um, super funny guy. Um, but he hosts a show called Faraday with top golfers. He's had, um, some presidents, some athletes from other sports. That's okay. kind of like my model, if you will. Like, that's what I would, you know, that's what I would like it to feel like. Just kind of comedy and, um, opening up a side of guys that you've never heard of before, you know, or, right. or never heard from that said person. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's the goal. Like the the story, you know, my my story is pretty unique. How I um got to where I am today. So that's what interests me about other writers, you know. Um, and that's what we don't really hear in our sport often. I feel like is what what got the people to where they are or the way they think or what they see in the sport or what they, you know, what they're looking to get out of it. It's, it's um, different for every person. And, um, yeah, I think not that I'm like the podcast God or anything, <laughs> but I think it takes a little bit of a different, um, a guy from a different kind of, uh, view, you know, like you sure. said, other than just the straight media guy, um, uh, to get that. So I- I'm really happy with the way it's going. And, uh, I'm uh, glad to hear that you're enjoyed, and I hope everyone else is. Yeah, definitely. I think it's being received well. Uh, you're doing good. Um, okay, so you also we've talked before about fantasy. Uh, I've heard you talk about it on Pulp. Um, you know, what what do you think when I know you get hit up on Twitter? You get hit up probably in the autograph line. You, you've talked about it. Uh, how do you feel about when guys are saying, "Hey, I'm picking you tonight," or "Damn it, you know, you, you screwed me." I know JT is <laughs> JT's been a little bit frustrated with you at times, but. Oh, okay. like, huh he's a little outspoken yeah yeah but in the end it's all in fun but i mean what do you think about it dude i think fantasy is cool i mean um as a, a person who's just an, a general motorcycle enthusiast like when i was hurt in january and i was playing i was like it brings a whole new like edgier seat to, to the racing and everything so um like uh like i said on twitter a couple times i'm a big gambler i like those yeah. plus 16 plus 15, plus 12, you yeah. know, I'm going to spend it. So, uh, for me, it's extra edge of the seat. Like you're screaming at the TV and my, my wife, she's very knowledgeable and she's like, who is this person you're talking about? I'm like, <laughs> just don't worry about it. This is for fantasy. Like, yeah. it's all good. So we yeah. got this. But, um, 
yeah, as far as people hitting me up about it, I mean, shoot, that's part of the that's part of the game these days. Um, people enjoy playing, and uh, and they're in it with you. It's it's uh, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I actually I was really stressing this week because I had uh, man, I think the guy's last name was Jerkin. Is that the one that everybody picked? But he ended up not making it in the two fifty class. So I was I was down one guy, but oh, I, but I still got like two fifty two hundred fifty eight points somehow. So it was a good. Dang, oh, yeah, I think almost all my guys had got like fifty two, so I was pretty stoked. Gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still like fifteen hundredth in overall though. Yeah, that's not bad though. I think when I quit, I was like, man, like twenty five hundred oh, or yeah. something like that. But I, I got super lucky with that throwout round thing. Yeah, Phoenix only had like ninety nine points. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, all my guys failed me. So. Yep, yeah. yep. I had a week like that. A couple, I think, two weeks ago. My total score was like 180, which was the average score for the 250 class. So, yeah, it was pretty bad, but uh, it happens. Oh. But hey, man, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna let you go and get some rest. Uh, we're, we're got Houston this weekend, which I'll be there. So, look forward to to seeing you. And um, man, hopefully, let's get a top five. Yeah, for sure. That's the goal. Um, that's kind of my next step. Yeah. Uh, but are we gonna do that jersey giveaway thing? Tell me about what I texted you about. Yeah. Um, hey, let's talk about that off the air. Okay. Yeah, give me a second. I'll, let me stop recording, and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about that. All, All right, guys, so that's Zach Osborne, and we'll take a commercial break and be right back. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. 
We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amazon Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Snowcross, ATVMX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using AMSOIL. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. I wear fly, wear fly cute. 2019 fly racing line includes the popular light hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. All right, our next guest is brought to you by Allsport Dynamics. When riding and racing dirt bikes, protection is key. Allsport Dynamics are hands down the best wrist braces available, trusted by many top pros such as Weston Pike, Joey Savacci, and Adam C. and Cirillo, as well as NFL players, Major League Baseball players, and top bull riders. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me at darksidemx3 at aol.com. Unless you just want to break your wrist, then don't worry about it. But if you want to stay safe and save that hospital bill, man, you got to get Allsport Dynamics. Okay, on the line with me is another one of our sponsors, Works Wheels and Mods, Mr. Brett Hooper. What's up, Darkside? How are you, man? Doing good, man. So glad to have you on. It's been a little while. Um, you have been all kinds of busy. Your shop is rocking and rolling. You've been wrenching for yep. Josh Cartwright. Um, man, just how are you finding the time? Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely the toughest part about it. I I love staying busy, but yeah, going Supercross, we're, I usually leave on a Thursday or Friday, depending on um, on if we have press or not, yeah. and then uh, and then fly back on a Sunday. And Sundays, I usually get a half a day off, and then Monday morning, I'm I'm right back right back at it, working on stuff, 
here in the shop, um, stuff I was trying to finish last week and new stuff that came in over the weekend and um, work on that wide open until, yeah, like I said, Thursday or Friday before I head head back out to the next one. Yeah, and, and what mostly do you have, like what is the percentage pie of what you do? You've got Cerakoting, you got motor work, you do suspension work. Uh, I mean, sure, there's other things that you do also. Like, is of there course. any one thing that um, is like really the that you do the most of? Uh, I, and obviously, it it changes. But here, let's let's say that the past month, I would say um, I'm doing about fifty percent of my time is just doing seracoding, and then um, nice. yeah, probably thirty um, percent suspension, and then twenty motors. Okay. But yeah, for yeah, for some reason, man, the the seracoding has has really taken off here in the last month or month and a half, and I think it's it's mostly just getting the message to people about yeah. what this stuff is and what, what it can do and, and things like that, because it's new to people and, you know, pe- people really don't, don't know about it, but, um, luckily it's, uh, it's gaining traction pretty quick. And, um, yeah, as, as more and more people find out about it, the, uh, the more work I got. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know, you, you did some parts for me. You did my forks. Mm-hmm. They look yep. factory. They look, they, as my buddy, Michael Gage says, I'm all show and no go. My bike looks factory, but I go really, really slow. Uh, you did a ton of stuff for Muscle Mark's bike. Um, yep. I've, got, had yep. a, I've had a few other friends and, and listeners reach out to me. Uh, hopefully, they are contacting you. Um, we need to yeah, keep promoting. They definitely are. Good. We need to keep promoting this. But um, explain a little bit about the Saracodian process. Yeah, it's- yeah. So it's. It's similar to to powder coating, um, and normally that, that's the easiest way to put it for people. But uh, the finish the finished product of a Cerico versus um, powder coat is it's much 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 thinner. And powder coat it's it's relatively thick material that that they put on the powder after it dries. It's it's pretty thick on on the parts. Where this stuff is, I I wish I had the number in front of me, but the the amount of material it puts on it is i mean ne- next to nothing and the the process is i i bring a part in let's say i get it let's say a clutch cover for instance i i clean all all the mud and and oil off the best i can and then it goes into a sandblaster and gets stripped down of everything everything gets stripped down i take it out and then it gets rinsed in an acetone bath for 30 minutes to an hour, just depending on, um, like, like if it was a brake caliper or something like that, that holds the oil in mm-hmm. it. Um, normally, normally that takes a little bit longer. And then the part goes in the oven for an hour, an hour and a half to bake out any oils in, inside the metal. And, and you wouldn't think, um, you know, that aluminum would hold oils, but it's, it's pretty incredible how much, uh, seeps out of the, of the aluminum. And then I pull it out of there, it gets rinsed off in acetone again. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I shoot the Cerakote on and the Cerakote is actually, um, it's a, it's a two part mix, uh, a hardener and then an actual liquid color. And I shoot it on with a, with uh, an air gun. And, uh, after it's shot on, it goes back into the oven for an hour and a half or two hours. And, um, I pull her out and that, that, that's it, man. That is it. And like, like powder coating, you can do pretty much any color, right? I mean, you, you've done a bunch of my stuff, burnt bronze. You did my forks black. Yep. You, uh, you can do red, uh, pretty much any yep. color you want. Think of, um, yeah. 
Hey, yeah, it, it's exactly right. Yeah. So real quick, what oven do you use? Do you use the oven, same oven you cook a pizza in in the house? <laughs> Uh, actually, I personally do not use the same oven, but okay. it is similar to it. I, I have a different oven uh, out in my garage that right. uh, that I use, but it, yeah, but it, I mean, it it is similar to a uh, <laughs> yeah a household oven. It really is right on. <laughs> and and, and um, another another thing I, I definitely need to mention about the Cerakote is is after it's done, um, it's chemical resistant to just about anything. Um, whereas like powder coke, if you get the right car, the wrong kind of carb cleaner or brake yep. cleaner on it. Uh, if you get gas or a uh, paint stripper, anything like that, and it'll gum up and come right off. Yeah. And I, the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I had some stuff powder coated years ago on my 06, mm-hmm. like some bolts and whatnot. Oh, and I did. Yep. First of all, this is, this was a mistake, but I had my Kickstarter powder coated black. Um, oh. and it was a mistake because it was extremely slick and it's almost impossible to kickstart the damn thing. Yeah. But yeah. you know, when cleaning things, I sprayed some, uh, carb cleaner on there and yeah, you can definitely see where it faded the colors a little bit. So, yep. um, what about yep. strength of Cerakoting compared to powder coating? Um, Cerakoting is, is stronger when it comes to, if we're talking about like taking nicks yeah. or rocks or, or things like that. Yes. Cerakote, the, the C- I use what's called the H series of Cerakote, and um, that's that's the the series that has to be baked on. Now there is another series of Cerakote that air dries after like six hours. Now the powder coating is it, it is stronger than than the air cure series, but this uh, this baking on um, H series that I use, yeah, when it comes to abrasion or rock mm-hmm. or impact anything like that, yeah, it is superior to. To, um, yeah, powder coat for sure. And so if uh, any of our listeners, you know, w- we've done some giveaways in the past, um, but yep. if any of our listeners want to contact you, let's say they want to send something to you, what's your turnaround right now? I know you're very busy. Um, you got a lot going on, but what's what kind of time frame are you looking at? Uh, about a week and a half, so, somewhere in there. Now with, nice. With these, with, yeah, with these two week, weekends off that, that uh, we have with the Supercross going back out, west um it's freed me up so i've been able to catch up on things so and it may be even less than that but that's that's about what we're looking at now and it kind of just depends on what day i i get the uh the shipment in sure that that also kind of changes it but yeah yeah that's about what we're looking at seven to to ten days i I would say to get a turnaround now if it that's if someone sends me just a few pieces now like i'm working on a i'm working on a project for actually cody williams um i'm building a 125 for him and we're doing quite a bit of stuff on his and yeah something like that that, that's gonna take yeah exactly exactly what's the biggest thing you could seracote like could you seracote a frame if somebody wanted to man i could not i cannot do a frame unfortunately um but swing arms and subframes uh fork tubes you're doing you're doing one of my sub my subframe right now Yes. Yeah. It, it's done actually. Yeah. 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 I got it hanging up right over here with your, with your name on it. Nice. Yeah. I, I was just being cheap and didn't want to pay for shipping. So I'm just like, for our listeners, I'm going to pick it up at Nashville and, uh, put it in yep. the car because shipping was, uh, shipping wasn't cheap with you. You've got my forks from my Oh six. You're, you're revalving, yep. Yep. And, you know, um, servicing those for me. And man, if you put any kind of insurance on forks, it, it was like $170 one way. 
Um, yeah, 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 exactly. I figured I'll just see you in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If you can wait a week or so extra, yeah, yeah it's better to do that. But like, um, j- just for listeners out there that are curious, what something shipped to me is uh, since I'm in Southern Illinois, I'm kind of located more in the in the central part of the United States. So I uh, I shipped. Um, parts you know california or new york and if you most people ship suspension in a in a gun case actually and i rarely rarely see the cost over fifty dollars and um that's like all the way to california so it's sub fifty dollars to get something like that sent over where uh clutch covers ignition covers uh brakes stuff like that i mean that that usually is around 15 to 20 dollar right right yeah i think actually the first time i sent you my my 15 forks it was 50 dollars each way but i decided to put insurance on them the second time and for like 500 dollars in insurance it was something like 170 shipping right Um, right right yes exactly i've just decided i don't really trust the post office um so i want yeah so anyway i'm with you there but hey let's change subjects a little bit like i said you've been racing or wrenching for josh cartwright um man he's uh he's had some really good rounds some some good races uh i believe he made it into the main event straight out of a heat race at least once is that right um yeah yeah he's yeah he's he's done that uh three times this year oh yeah well minneapolis and arlington was right out of the heats but then detroit um that was a triple crown and so you have to qualify in the yeah, top the 18 right and uh yeah yeah he called quali- man he he's been uh he's definitely stepped it up compared to uh compared to last year and the year before he's since he's graduated he's been able to focus all of his time on training and being the best rider he can be and it's it's really showed man he's uh he's had two top 12 qualifying um overall sessions this year nice. and normally he's more of a racer and and not necessarily uh um, a qualifier but yeah he uh yeah he's definitely stepped it up he's he's doing a lot better yeah it's been good it's probably uh, that mechanic he's got helping him out yeah i think yeah that that has to be what <laughs> that has to be what what's made the difference yeah, it's, it's it's all how you prep the bike and and you know clean exactly. the, clean the start grate and and set the, the uh, start device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the uh, the pep talk right before the game. Right, That's right. Makes all the difference. Well, I mean, how's it been? Have you done last year? Did you do every round with him? Or I know you worked for him yep. before. You you so how do you like the travel and going to the races and the um, the hectic day? How 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 much fun is it for you? Man, I, I to be honest, I hear everyone talk about how much they they hate travel and dread <laughs> it, and it it really doesn't bother me that much. I drive, I drive to the rounds that are seven hours and under, okay, and then and then I fly to the the ones over that. And and actually, my nearest airport to me is two hours away. So if I have to fly anywhere, you know, it's yeah, it's a two hour drive just so, to get to the airport. Same for me, yeah. Is um, it really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, I'm two hours from Dallas, so that's if from I'm Dallas. Like, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. I don't really, of course, I don't do it every single week, but I, right. I don't really mind the travel either. I, I find it pretty exciting because I'm just excited to be there. Um, right. You know, right. I'm not. I, I, I'm not one of those guys that's been lucky enough to be in the industry for 15 years, and you know, you do it 
whatever, 50 out of the 52 weeks a year or whatever. So, man, when I I get to go, like this weekend, I'm driving to Houston and I'm driving to Nashville and flying to Denver. Dude, I'm so, I'm so stoked. Cannot wait. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I'm very fortunate to work with, with Josh, having a writer that I, having a writer like Josh that I get to work for is it makes it that much easier to drive to the airport and get through the travel and things like that. Um, right. We, we have a lot of fun. We, we really do. And, and I know during the week he's, uh, he's putting in the work and it's gonna, it'll show on the weekend. So we're, we're always anxious to get to the track and, um, yeah, see, see where he's at. And I, actually right now he's, he's 19th overall in, in points. Um, we've had the last two weekends were, were rough weekends at, at Daytona. He was he was running sixth in his heat, and I believe he had man, I don't even want to say it, it was it was a factory rider behind him, and um, Josh took an inside line right before the sand section and just tipped over. Oh, and uh, yeah, I was in sixth, and then got up, and then someone hit him and knocked the bike out of his hands, and yeah, had to go to the LCQ, and that was actually the the LCQ that got. Uh, red flagged oh yeah 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 josh and lane shaw and carter gordon yeah all of them got in a big pile up that's right i remember um, that yeah i saw that and i was yeah i meant to actually text you that night and then i forgot and yeah yep well man it's been exciting though you know kind of following him because of you and getting and and meeting him at dallas and um you know as you being one of our sponsors obviously we're we're excited that you're you're having fun and your riders doing well. And, um, you know, Definitely. we, we really appreciate you being part of the show. Um, yeah. yeah speaking of, man. speaking of sponsors and part of the shows, Brett, I don't know if you ever need any real estate help. Um, any, a mm-hmm. realtor, but our newest, newest sponsor is, uh, Kyle Tucker with, um, with K- Keller Williams key partners. And he is doing a giveaway on this show. Hey, do you like FMF? Of course, absolutely. Well, for you, since you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're a listener, and, and our other listeners, Kyle is going to give away two free FMF T-shirts to listeners, and oh, all, heck yeah. all they have to do is contact him at Kyle Tucker at kw dot com, put FMF in the subject line, put in your name, your phone number, and um, your address, and two people are going to win a free FMF shirt. That's pretty rad. No kidding. And all you all you have to do is contact them. That's what you all think? you got to do is be the first two people to send wow. him an email. You know what's weird is I I promoted this last week and he did not get a single email. So for some reason our listeners what? our listeners do not want free T-shirts apparently. Holy cow! Yeah, I'll uh, yeah I'll definitely be hitting them up <laughs> as soon as we hang up, man. That's for sure. That's crazy not to. Uh, hey, man. You know what? It's like some of our giveaways we get so many, and then some of them we just get a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing with that is, it, even if you don't win the T-shirt, you're not out anything. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's how most of yeah. our giveaways are. And I've had people tell me that, well, I just don't think I'm going to win. But, well, obviously you're not going to win if you don't enter, dude. they got to enter. That's exactly right. Exactly, so, yes. Yeah, we just gave I, yeah, away. I, I, I couldn't agree more. We, uh, we just gave away this week a, a, a brand-new set of Fly Kinetic Mesh 19-and-a-half gear that just got released at Daytona. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to do another custom painted helmet giveaway soon. We give a Cherby's plastic away all the time. So, but Hey man, yeah, you guys definitely kill it on the giveaways. That that is, that is for sure. We're trying, man. We're trying to do stuff for our listeners and we appreciate 
our listeners. We appreciate our sponsors like yourself. Yep. And uh, Brett, I'm going to let you get back to work. Um, I will see you <laughs> in right, Nashville man. and can't wait to pick up my forks for my, my 06 and my subframe and yep. get my bikes back together. For sure, man. Yep, I'll uh, I'll see you there. And th- thanks again for having me on, Dark Side. Absolutely, man. And uh, like I said, anybody, if you guys are interested in Cerakoting, motor work, uh, if you got some sus- suspension work you need done, it's hoop two eight one four at Gmail or follow them on Instagram at Works Wheels and Mods. Thanks, Brett. You got it, man. Thank you. See you, right. Dark Side. See you, buddy. All right, bye. See ya. Okay, we are going to go into another break, and we will be back with Pierce Brown. We are back, and uh, our next guest is uh, one of the future superstars of our sport. He's going to be brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing leaky fork seals, so ask your local dealer or go to BurrMotorsport.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. And we just had uh, Brett Hooper with Works Wheels and Mods on. We were talking about Cerakoting. As soon as I got off the phone with him, he sent me a text, and he wants to give away a couple uh, items, a couple of Cerakotings um, for our Patreon listeners. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a website you can go to, sign up, you can search out the Moto X-Pod show and contribute to the show by, you know, help support the show. It helps us pay the bills, helps us keep this thing going. But two of our Patreon supporters are going to get some Cerakoting done for free. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more later at the end of the show. But next on the line is... Red Bull, TLD, KTM's Pierce Brown. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Going good, man. First of all, it was really great meeting you this weekend at free uh, Friday at Freestone. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, man. Um, we got to watch you ride live for the first time. Um, you were shredding the Texas six-pack or whatever they call that now and just destroying the field, man. Yeah, I had a really good week going. Yeah, how – so I did you race Daytona also? Uh, no, sir. I skipped out on Daytona and raced the model playground race at Underground. Okay, and how did that go for you? Uh, that went really good. I started out pretty slow. On I think I started on Friday or Thursday or whatever. But um started off slow, ended up second and third the first day. But um, luckily won the second two motos and won both the 250A and the Open Pro Sport titles there, so... That was a good warm up for Freestone, but I just took that momentum straight over to Freestone and uh, had a good week there too. Yeah, yeah, you were like you won both the motos that I saw on Friday, I believe. Um, who's is is your teammate uh, Derek Dregs? Is he the your biggest competition right now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because we have to um, go into the same after every moto, and uh, we're both pretty good buddies. So good, cool, but um, yeah, it's. It's a really big rivalry, rivalry there. Um, he's the next up amateur kid going pro, so everyone's looking at him. He's the biggest one on the radar right now. And um, it was cool to do battle with him, uh, beat him in a couple motos, and he beat me in a couple motos too. So okay, uh, we had we had some good battles going, but that was for sure the biggest competition for me at Freestone. Right now, is he expected to go pro at the uh, outdoors this year? 
Yeah, he's doing the opening round at Hangtown. Oh, okay, nice. And what about you? What is your projected uh, pro debut? Um, so it's still up in the air right okay. now. I'm 16 as I, as I speak right now, so I'll I'll still have some time before I go pro. Um, I might I might shoot for the last three outdoors this year, but if not, I'll just run amateurs through next year and do Hangtown in 2020, I believe. Okay, cool, so, cool. Yeah, that would be the plan, but I would love to get out with all those top dudes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, do you, get a, do you get a chance to ride with, you know, the, the factory TLD guys, you know, whether it be McElrath or any of those? Do you get to go out and, and see where you're at compared to those guys? Uh, yeah, every once in a while. Before Monster Cup this year, I was out at the TLD test track with uh, – it was me – uh, Derek was riding too, Derek Drake and uh, Sean Cantrell and Shane Mackrath were out there and I think Jordan Smith. Oh nice. Uh, made it out a couple of days. But yeah, we were running with some fast guys that had super cost. So do I was you... still a little bit off, but um, Okay. That's what I was gonna ask. I was yeah. gonna see if you saw much difference in, you know, your speed and their speed and so when you're out there and you say you're a little bit off, what what do you see that maybe they're doing differently that you pick up on? Um they just have more experience in everything. They're they're killing the loops every lap. I was I was having a really hard time out there in the <laughs> loops, but um, I I kind of got those down before uh, the end of Supercross season for me, which would have been October, but it just started for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was getting those down, and just their corner speed, having hit rhythms, they're just more comfortable in every aspect of it. So. It was, hard to keep up with them but uh every day i was making improvements so i was happy with that kind of closing up the gap awesome that's cool um you know i i hear all the time you know with the amateur kids um there's usually four three or four or five really really top level kids and then there's a you know there's a kind of a big drop off to the next group sometimes and you guys don't race every single weekend all, all year long so then when you make that jump to the pros, it's a big difference. Um, everybody's elite level pretty much, and you're racing all the time. How do you think you can prepare for that mentally and physically? Um, what What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's super tough because everyone, everyone in the top amateurs jumps into pro and everyone has the biggest expectations yep. for them and it's hard for them to live up to it just because the – the grind every single week, the racing every weekend. So that's definitely going to take some time. But um, for me, I think the more 30-minute vitals I, I start doing and uh, the more time I spend out there with the pros and kind of gauge my speed off of them, it's going to help me out. I'm not saying it's going to make me um, competitive with them at any aspect, but that's definitely the goal. And uh, yeah. we're going we're gonna to shoot for that this year. Yeah, I, I know that it's – like I was going to ask you about pressure, and this is something anytime I get an amateur kid on, like we've had Ryder D and Hunter Yoder and Carson Mumford, and um, I always like to ask about the pressure. Um, listen, the amateurs at this point in our time is uh, – it's big business for the, the teams. They invest a lot of money, um, time, resources into you guys. Um, do you feel that pressure? Because I would think that would be difficult at 16 years old. Yeah, I definitely feel the pressure. Okay. It's not it's not too bad because um my team manager Tyler Keith, he's super yep. he's super supportive and all that. 
Um, so he doesn't put too much pressure on me. I just put that on myself right now. It's hard. It's hard seeing all the kids I used to race with a couple of years ago jumping pro, and um, they're they're killing it now. So um, I would I would definitely expect myself to run run with them when I go pro, but it's definitely going to be a big jump and it yeah. uh, might take some time. But yeah, most of the pressure I feel is all all on me. I think that's good though. I mean, it's good that you put pressure on yourself to a degree because that means you want to do well. Um, you know, that your team's not putting pressure on you is also healthy. Um, and then the fact that you see these guys, you know, that you used to race with doing well, that's motivation. But at the same time, hopefully you have people in your corner telling you, Hey man, you, you don't go in to your pro career expecting to win because I think that, you know, you need to learn. There should be a, a, a year or even two year probably learning curve. Yeah, it's normally it's normally like a two-year process for yeah. amateurs to get where they expect to be and where uh, I feel like they deserve to be. So it's it definitely takes some time because there's, there's guys out there like 30 years old when I would be jumping up at 17 years old right. trying to race and compete with them. And yeah. they have they have at least five to six years under the belt already. They're in their prime. And we're just jumping in trying to trying to swim with the sharks, honestly. But um, <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely like a cool cool like aspect to it also because I think I think when you have like an amateur that's super young that jumps up and like he starts killing it, that definitely shows like how good he's going to be one day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we saw when Adam C. and Cirillo first came in. I mean, he he won three races before he injured himself, and you know, but but he maybe, you know, he he. Ah, it's hard to say. You, you almost want to say, well, if he just backed off a little bit, maybe he wouldn't have got hurt. And then he had a couple bad years that took a long time to get back to where he was. And it's really hard to say how you should handle it. I'm certainly not in any position to even know what you're going through. But I think. Uh, TLD, KTM, man, like you said, Tyler Keefe, he, he's been doing this a long time. He knows how to to uh, prep you guys. And I think as long as you you just play it smart and know, and like you said, you know that it's a couple-year process, as long as you can keep that in your mind, hey, I'm not expected to win right away, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, So that's what a lot of young kids, struggle with them when yeah. they jump up because they expect to at least top five or sure because they're so used to winning all the time weekend yeah so yeah like there's kids that will never like lose an amateur race for a straight year to jump <laughs> right. up the pros and it's hard for them to the top 10 yeah it's definitely like tough on the confidence too because you're like man what what am i doing wrong but and and like retrospect like he you're actually you're actually killing it but they just like don't they don't understand like what what it takes to be like a be a champion. It sure. takes long term experience and years and all that stuff. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you know what you're doing. You got a good head on your shoulders. Um, how about like we talked about your your teammate? You guys have a good relationship. Um, this is something that I make a big deal out of all the time. There's a lot of rivalries in the sport. Um, guys end up not liking each other. Blah blah blah. Um, I've talked to Ryder D a bunch, you know, he's friends with jet, which is probably his biggest competition. He's friends with Carson. 
I hope that as kids and as they go into the professional ranks, they can kind of keep that that friendship. You know, even though you battle on the track, but you can be friends at, off afterwards. Do you feel like that's something that you're capable of? If, you know, I don't know who else you're friends with, but like you're tight with. Um, are you able, do you think, to, to put aside the battles on the track and still be buddies with these guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I, I was actually just talking about this with my buddy, Sean Cantrell, yeah. earlier today. But uh, it seems like all the all the main robberies start in amateurs. It's right. like kids will hate each other for like four years. Well, they're an amateur, but once they go pro, they build a bond and realize like it's it's more than that one person. And I think it's definitely important to to respect like every every rider on the track and not have. I mean, it like beef's like fun to watch, but at the same time, like no one once you're in it, like no one really like appreciates it, you know. So yeah. I think it's definitely important to keep a good relationship with your rivals. Yeah, I mean, like, look, as a fan, you like to see the drama sometimes. It's kind of like, oh, what's he going to do? But I don't know, man. I'm a softy, dude, and I like I like being buddies. When I'm out at the track with my buddies, you know, I love battling them, but then I want to be able to go back to the trailer and talk shit and just enjoy it and laugh about it later. You know, it's, it's such a yeah, fun sport, exactly. and it is big business. It is serious, but, God, man, you, you got to enjoy it. So that's, that's kind of my thing is I just hope – that you guys get to continue to enjoy it. It doesn't become just a job like we saw with guys like Villapoto who were just they, – they were clearly over it. I don't I don't want to see that happen to you young guys. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely – it's definitely important to keep the fun in it too. Yeah. And it's no fun when you're – when you're like dog on every rider out there <laughs> that you're racing. And you can't have – you can't have a good like relationship with, relationship with them off the track. Cause yeah. You spend more more time off the track than you do on, but yep. all the business happens on the track, and that's that's what's tough. But definitely, um, yeah. So I got a couple more things before I let you go. Um, you you raced uh, Supercross Futures, Glendale, and A two. I know for sure you won both those, correct? Yes, sir. So and then you you you've done um, the Monster Cup stuff. Uh, do you prefer Supercross over outdoor type stuff, or? Do you even have a preference? Um, I I like riding Supercross way more. I feel okay. like I have more of a technical style. Um, I enjoy Supercross way more than pounding out thirty minutes on an outdoor trip. So <laughs> I can see that. Um, yeah, but just the fact of racing in the stadium with probably like five times the fans that you have at an outdoor national—that's that definitely gets in your head, but at the same time, like that's that's what I live for, and uh, that's where I want to be one day. I didn't have too much pressure on me at the futures, but I raced Monster Cup in 2015 and 2017. Yeah, 17. Yeah. And in 2015, I just choked. I had fast <laughs> qualifier and I ended up like ninth overall. Yeah. yeah. And um, 2017 went way better for me. I. I was kind of like the, I wouldn't say the underdog, but I was definitely the new kid. Like, um, I was racing against probably kids three, four years older than me, and I ended up getting second overall to Seth Hammerker there. And I was I was stoked on that, honestly, just Heck to, yeah. yeah, just to show what I could do. Like, 
uh, I, I, I had a good time too. It was, good. It was super fun. Yeah, man. I, I, you've got a bright future. No doubt, man. Um, so two more things. Uh, what do you do? What do you like to do when you're not focused on moto? Uh, what's, how do you get away from the sport and just relax and enjoy yourself? Um, I, I go out and golf every once in a while. I'm super bad on the course, though, so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to go out there every single day. But I like doing that every once in a while, and uh, it's just nice to hang out with your buddies. It's, sure. Uh, just like just like talk crap to each other, yep. have fun, and uh, I like I like skateboarding too. Kind of getting into that. Um, that's super fun to me, but. I just like mixing it up, just having having fun on and off the track as much as much possible. Fantastic. Um, okay, so my last question: um, I met you, Jeff Brewer with All Sport Dynamics, introduced me to you. Um, he's one of my sponsors. He's a sponsor of the show. Um, how long have you been wearing the braces? And and kind of talk about why you wear them, and you know if they affect your riding at all. Um, I started wearing the braces and. November of last year, so I don't know, probably like four or five months, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but um, I actually broke my wrist training for Monster Cup in 2018 last year, and um, I was super bummed on it, and as soon as, soon as I like got surgery, my mom was like, we need to find you some wrist races, so I was, I was kind of just like um, asking around seeing what other people wore and um i got referred to jeff brewer from the uh cti knee brace guy that i go through yeah and um yeah so jeff got me all hooked up he sent me a pair of wrist braces and i've i've loved them like it only took me probably a week or two to fully get used to them but ever since then i haven't had any problems with them um just feel way way safer yeah. on, the, on the bike when I go out with them. It's funny because I'm also a rep for them because I believe in the braces so much and I, I promote them and I always hear people going, oh, they're so expensive. I'm like, man, you spend $600 on a helmet to protect your head. You spend $600 on boots to protect your, your, your feet, but you won't spend $400 or heck, even the, the base models are 150 each to protect your wrists, you know, and uh, I mean, I've broke my wrist three times before I finally started wearing them. That's why I started wearing them. And they, you know, again, I'm not at anywhere near your level, but they, I don't notice the braces at all when I wear them. Um, doesn't affect anything the way I ride. And it's just another piece of protective gear that I think is essential. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. I was super skeptical on if it would affect me while I ride, but I don't even notice them when I'm on the track. It's it's super they're super free and um yeah i definitely i definitely couldn't wear them or i couldn't go out and ride without them like Good. if i had to tomorrow they're just they're just that comfortable on me right, right. now but i'm just so thankful that i found jeff because uh definitely definitely gonna need it in the long run awesome well pierce man uh again it was really cool meeting you um uh, i look very much forward to the the future of our sport with the group of young men coming up, um, and I can't wait to see what you do when you get up there. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at a Supercross in the near future. Or hey, well, actually, are you going to be yeah. at Houston this weekend? Uh no, I was thinking about going to going to watch, but okay, uh, I'm not going to. 
Okay, because yeah, I'll be at the next three. So, um, well, anyway, hey, it's great talking to you. Thank you for coming on, and we will uh, we'll do this again maybe at the end of the season and see how like after Loretta's or something. Yeah, awesome. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Absolutely, Pierce. Thank you so much, buddy. All right, no problem. See okay, you. take care, bud. Thanks to Red Bull, TLD, KTM's Pierce Brown for coming on. Uh, like I've said a hundred times, very, very excited for the future of our sport with these young gentlemen coming up that we've been trying to get on lately. Um, definitely like to hear your feedback at on our social media or at motoxpodshow.com, the contact form. Let us know what you think, man. Um, you know, I like to get, hear what everybody thinks about the interviews we're doing, uh, the different things we're trying to do, whether it be wives, girlfriends, uh, youth riders, the, the amateurs coming up. Um, just like to get some feedback, like to hear about it. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, patreon.com. I've already mentioned it. Um, yeah, Brett Hooper texted me. Um, if you are signed up, if you're one of our patron supporters, you're going to get a chance to win some Saracoding. Uh, I'm pulling my text up right now so I can tell you exactly what he said. Okay. So I want to give away a Saracoding to a listener. So it's going to probably be, Either or a clutch cover or stator cover, you'll get done for free if you are a Patreon supporter. Um, I'm going to get on Patreon here a little bit and post about it, and we'll figure out how we're going to give that away. But if you're not a Patreon supporter, you're missing out. Um, those guys help us out. It can be a small, you know, a small little contribution every month, uh, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, helps us out a tremendous amount. You guys have no idea how much that helps us out getting to events and paying for server costs, uh, equipment, et cetera. Um, yeah. And I don't know something else is coming up. If you didn't hear on pulp, Steve asked me to do a weekly pulp MX wrap up show. That's going to start tomorrow. Be the first one going to have, um, two random listeners every week. Probably, uh, sometimes it'll be, uh, it won't be just listeners and maybe like Travis Marks or whatever discussing, that Monday show, he's going to allow us to promote our show on the Pulp Network. It's major, big deal to us. It helps us out. Very excited. Um, please listen. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Tell Steve you love it so we can keep doing it. Um, yeah, that's about it right now. Probably going to take another break and be back with Evan Blair. On the phone with me is Mr. Evan Blair, son of Daniel Blair. Evan is going to be racing KTM Juniors this weekend at Houston, as well as Supercross Futures. What's up, Evan? Nothing much. Nothing. Um, just riding at this track. Yeah, you're training, huh? Getting ready? Yep. This is a big weekend for you. Um, I got to see you at the Arizona round. But this weekend, you're racing Saturday with the big boys and on Sunday. Yeah. How awesome. I'm telling you, man. How how excited are you for KTM Juniors in front of a stadium full of people? I'm so excited. Okay, so I want to know, what has your dad been telling you to prepare you? What what kind of advice has he given you? Um, the advice he's giving me is, like, to that's a really – like really gas it really hard up to the lip of the jumps and then break right at the top. Nice. That's good advice. Yeah, he's been telling me that a lot. <laughs> I, 
I like it. So how about, I, I know that your dad, he wants effort from you more than anything. Like if you don't win, but you try really hard, he's pretty happy, right? Yeah. So but if I get on the podium, I get like a really good reward. Yeah. To, I, I heard a little bit about this reward on his, on his podcast main event. Do you want to tell us uh-huh. what we heard? Um, Are you, yeah, so, what, go ahead. So if I get in first, I get to go to Legoland and Disneyland, but if I get in second or third, I just get to go to Disneyland. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, on his show, um, Dan was, I think Dan was going to give you a prize too, if you get a podium, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Dan, his buddy, Wait, what? do you, his, your, your dad's buddy, Dan, I think was going to give you a prize if you, uh, if you get on the podium also. Oh, he was? I think so. Maybe he didn't, maybe your dad didn't tell you about that yet, but I'm going to also no, bring you, I'm going to be bringing some Legos with me. Um, Sweet. so what I expect out of you though, is just a good attitude. I don't care where you finish. I just want you to have fun and be happy no matter how it goes. Oh, I will have fun and be happy. Awesome. No matter... Well, tell me, man, what have you what have you been doing to train? Where where are you riding tonight? Well, I'm riding tonight. I really don't know what it's called, but oh. um, it's like a full on supercross track. I'm doing no jumps. No jumps. Full on full on supercross for pros. That's really cool. What What mm-hmm. do you think uh, is going to be the hardest part of KTM Juniors? I really, I really have no idea. Just maybe just like attacking the jumps. Yeah. It's really hard for me. Okay. Well, I know at, uh, at Supercross Futures, when you've done them before, they usually take the whoops, the whoops out, right? They're not there. No, I, I think I'm not too sure. Okay. Well, you're going to have some, you're probably going to have some pretty big whoops at, uh, Houston. That might be interesting. Um, I'm going to come find you on Saturday and actually do an interview with you um, that day at the KTM truck. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me again, like, what do you like racing better than you like just practicing? Is racing the best? Uh, yeah, I like racing way more because I like getting off the start and, like, gassing it so hard <laughs> down the straightaway. That's awesome. It, like, like, on practice, you don't get to gas it that much as hard right okay and is your dream to be a, a supercross champion like your dad no i want to be better than him <laughs> way better okay that's awesome you sound like vincent uncle vincent i do well yeah because your uncle vincent always says he's better than your dad <laughs> but I, I don't know about that i think your dad's pretty pretty rad guy yeah yeah. So you're going to have your mom, she's going to be helping you out at the gate because your dad has to do TV stuff on Saturday. Um, is she pretty good at helping you out? Yeah. Well, except this one time she didn't know how to start my bike. <laughs> does she know how now, I hope? Yeah, she does now. Right. Well, and on Saturday, you're going to have all the help of uh, the t- the KTM team. They'll, they'll have people there helping out also, but it's going to be pretty cool being down there in front of all those people. I hope you don't get nervous. I'm not too sure that I will. Well, except for the part like um, the part where we do like autographs. Like I could get people I don't even know auto- their autographs. Like, yeah. It's awkward. 
That no, that's gonna be cool. That's part of doing it. There, there are gonna be a lot of people getting autographs, and you just tell them, "Hey, I'm Evan Blair, and I'm awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and that then, just sounds. Mm, you got to be confident. Sure, I'll say that. Okay, well, you got to just be confident. Just sign your name. Um, you know, if if there's a pretty girl in the line, get her phone number. But um, hey, so if you get on the podium. They always ask, you know, the, the, she always asks, what was your favorite part? Who, you know, who helps you out? So just be ready to, to tell them, hey, you know, my dad, Daniel Blair, he's a TV announcer at Supercross. He helps me out. My mom, Maggie, right? You'll be ready. Yeah. Well, cool, uh, Evan. I really appreciate you talking to us. I know you got to get back to practicing. Uh, my last question for you is, are you going to bring some um, Nature's Own track snacks to the race? Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring a lot. I will get so hungry. Awesome. Well, I'm going to, that's where I'm going to come then. I'm going to come by your truck and grab some of your Nate or Nature's Bakery. Okay. All right, dude. Hey, is your dad right there where I can talk to him? Yeah, he's right here. Okay. Let me talk to him real quick. Yo. DB, appreciate it, man. What, what'd he say? Huh, he just he's he said you've been, uh, you've been giving him advice to, to charge up to the top of the jump and hit the brakes really hard and, He's excited to gas it. He likes gassing it. Yeah. Well, that's that's. Did you tell you, did you tell you about his reward? Uh, yeah, about Legoland. That's right. Well, he apparently well, doesn't. He's been asking. He's been asking for it forever, so I told him he can earn it. That's awesome. Well, he he, he doesn't know about uh Dan Snap on Dan's uh, reward also. That's right. Snap on Dan's busting out a hundred dollars worth of Legos. Yeah, yeah, he he was not aware of that. I'm bringing Legos, but I told him all I expect is a good attitude. I don't care where he finishes. I want him to have fun. I'll throw that right in the garbage can. <laughs> well, you know, you if, hey, you don't you don't you don't offer my boy sissy rewards, dark side. <laughs> no sissy rewards. No. Okay. It's either it's either first or spankings. <laughs> yeah, I don't roll like that, man. I'm all about the good attitude. <laughs> Uh, well, if you win, you you have a good attitude when you win. That's true. Yeah, you just got to get to the front. And then I want to see him do a dance on the uh, on the podium. No, don't tell him that because he will. I don't need any of that. <laughs> yeah, he he told me he was nervous about uh, autographs, like having signed autographs for people he doesn't know. And I said, man, you got to just tell people I'm I'm Evan Blair and I'm awesome. <laughs> just sign that on everyone's poster. Yeah, exactly. Well, man, I'll All right, let, bro, well, I'll I'll let you get back again. to it. All right, guys. Later. All right, Daniel. Thanks, bud. See ya. All righty. Evan Blair, man. I like that kid a lot. He, uh, I got to meet him, like I said, at Glendale. And uh, he's, he's a cool kid, man. I just – I love seeing these kids and um, everybody that just loves moto. It's just – Makes me feel good, man. It reminds me of when I was a kid and got to throw a leg over the dirt bike those first few times going with my dad and um, – even though we weren't really going to motocross tracks that back then when I was at that age, we were just going trail riding or whatever, going to the dunes. It's such a blast. It's such a great sport. Anyway, all right, I think I'm going to wrap this thing up. Sort of a uh, sort of a, a shorter show tonight. Um, it went kind of quick. Um, honestly, I was somewhat unprepared coming into tonight. I just had a lot going on, and I apologize. Um, don't forget our sponsors. Don't forget Patreon. Enter the enter the contest for the FMF shirt giveaways. Kyle Tucker, Keller Williams, key partners. Um, he's the he's the our motocross realtor. 
if you're into moto, he's supporting us. Um, he, he wants to help you guys out, but hit him up at Kyle Tucker at KW.com. Uh, and you know, the first couple of people that sent him an email with the, the info that he asked for, which was phone number and address, your name, all that kind of stuff. FMF in the subject line, you're going to get a free FMF t-shirt. How badass is that? Okay. I guess that's it. Uh, another show down. We'll be back with another one tonight or tomorrow <laughs> next week. Excuse me. Tomorrow night is the first pulp MX wrap up show. Wish me luck on that. And we are out of here.